I'm Governor Larry Hogan. Our state is taking unprecedented and aggressive actions in the fight to stop the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic here in Maryland. As you know, I recently issued a stay-at-home directive to ensure that no Marylander leaves his or her home unless it is for an essential job or for an essential purpose. I know how difficult this is on each and every one of you. There's a great deal of fear and anxiety. And the truth is that none of us really know how bad this is going to get or how long it's going to last. But I can promise you that there are a great many dedicated people doing tremendous things, working around the clock, and doing their very best to help keep Marylanders safe. In the days to come, we're going to need to depend on each other, to look out for one another, and to take care of each other, because we are all in this together, and we will get through this together. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Friday, May 8th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. The big news yesterday afternoon, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan held true to his word when the COVID-19 pandemic hit, and he said that he would not pass any legislation that would have increased spending in the state or foisted any taxes or fees onto Marylanders. He did veto all of those bills that did increase spending. Notably among them were the Blueprint for Maryland's Future, which is also known as the Kerwin Commission Plan for Funding for Education, as well as funding for the Maryland's historically black colleges and universities. The governor also vetoed several bills that were calling for increased taxes and fees, and he also vetoed another one that addressed Baltimore City's gun violence. He wanted a solid crime bill. It was good in the Senate, but it got diluted in the House, and he did not want to take a weakened bill, so he vetoed that as well. There were many bills from both the House and the Senate, which will become law without his signature. And in issuing the vetoes, the governor did say the General Assembly passed a number of bills worthy of consideration, but COVID-19 has caused sudden and unprecedented economic turmoil. The impact from COVID-19 on state and local budgets, on small businesses, and on struggling Marylanders is devastating and potentially worse than anything since the Great Depression. As I made clear last month, given these challenges, it would be irresponsible to allow legislation that requires increasing spending to become law. I am committed to working with the legislative leaders on both sides of the aisle as we confront these difficult budget budget choices on the road to economic recovery. Now, initially, the legislature was scheduled to reconvene in May for a special session to complete their shortened session, but that has been postponed. And they do maintain a veto-proof majority in both houses, and it is very likely that all of these vetoed bills will be overridden when they meet again. Absent a special session between now and the end of the year, the next time they will get the chance to do that will be January 13th, 2021, when the General Assembly reconvenes for their regular session. On yesterday's press call with County Executive Stuart Pittman, we learned that he was caught off guard when Governor Hogan relaxed some of the restrictions on boating, golfing, tennis, and everything yesterday. He said that generally he does support it, but he was blindsided by it, and it left the county scrambling to figure out how they could do it and if they could do it, because they do need to consult with the health officer to make sure that it is safe. In the end, Pittman did break away from the governor and has kept beaches and playgrounds closed until they're evaluated further by the health department. Obviously, it was a breakdown in communication somewhere. I'm not sure where that happened, but I know that Delegate Nick Kipke uh, seemed to be aware that this was coming because he was mentioning that probably for a couple days prior to the governor's announcement. 
And in another sign of things returning to somewhat normal, Maryland courts are scheduled to open up again tentatively for June 8th. Courthouses were closed to the public and a pause on jury trial was ordered in mid-March. And they've been using remote technology to handle minor things like plea agreements, sentencing, and bail reviews. It is a projected date, but all of the courthouses across the state are going to need to really adjust to figure out how they handle social distancing. And right here in Anne Arundel County, Judge Laura Ripkin said she's going to need at least six weeks before jury trials can even resume. That would put the first jury trial to be about July 20th. And I know we mentioned this before, but May is podcast month in Maryland, and you want to check out some of the great podcasts that are produced here or focused on here in Maryland. You can go to MarylandPodcastMonth.com and check them all out. Uh, Some of the ones that are up there that I like, uh, the Conduit Street podcast, which is done right here on, appropriately enough, Conduit Street. That's by the Maryland Association of Counties. Uh, We're listed under there, the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. Our Maryland Crab Sister podcast is in there as well. Another fun one is the History of Maryland podcast. It's an in-depth, freewheeling narrative of the history of the colony, province, state, depending on which time of history you get into it at. Elevate Maryland, another wonky political-based podcast. They're done out of Howard County. And Arundel Biz, which is actually the Anne Arundel Economic Development Corporation's podcast as they look at different businesses throughout the county. Check it out. MarylandPodcastMonth.com will give you a list of all the ones to do. And there's probably two dozen on there, some I know that you don't know about. And finally, as we wrap up, do you remember at the end of April and the beginning of May, there was that Tunes from the Town thing where you could tune into the Annapolis Town Center Facebook page or visit Annapolis or Symmetry's Facebook page and see all these artists performing in their living rooms? Yeah, it was a fundraiser. They had hoped to raise $10,000, $2,500 from Symmetry and $2,500 from the Annapolis Town Center was a matching contribution. So hopefully between the 5000 they had, they could get 5000 more to get ten. Well, they came up with 21428 What a fantastic turnout for everybody that loves local music. This was 18 local musicians took to the airwaves between April 15th and May 2nd, and you can actually go see them all on the Annapolis Town Center's Facebook page. I do encourage you to do that and check it out. Anthony Henry, who's the general manager of the Town Center, said, We are thrilled by the outpouring of support by the community. This result speaks volumes and shows how we can truly come together in a time of need. And during each performance, the viewers were encouraged to donate to the AMFM, which is the Annapolis Musicians Fund for Musicians, which pretty much is an emergency relief organization here in town to help musicians pay for bills that they can't pay when gigs get canceled, sickness because a lot of them don't have health insurance, or here we are in the middle of a pandemic where they're not able to work. Really goes a long way to helping them out there as well. So well done, Annapolis Town Center and Symmetry. It is Friday, so that means it is the weekend. And now that Governor Hogan has relaxed some of the restrictions, we can get out there. We can boat. We can sail. We can golf. We can play tennis. We can fish. We can crab. We can do all sorts of things, which is cool, as long as we socially distance ourselves. But also, Sunday is Mother's Day. So to all the mothers and all the mothers-to-be, a very, very happy Mother's Day to you all. And if anybody is still trying to get some Mother's Day dinner, don't forget Galway Bay, Brian Baru, Killarney House, and Pirate's Cove all have wonderful pickup dinners for you. So go help support those four local restaurants. All right, that does wrap it up. Hang tight. George Young is standing by with your local DMV weather forecast, but first, a quick message from Solar Energy Services. Hello, Marylanders. This is Rick Peters from Solar Energy Services in Millersville, Maryland, wishing you good health and a rapid return to prosperity. Uncertainty is one of the hardest parts of our current situation. As we move towards our new normal, you may want to consider adding more certainty to your financial future by locking in the low cost of clean solar energy. The economics of solar are tremendous, and there's no better source than a trusted team at Solar Energy Services. 
Residential solar projects typically earn the homeowner 8 to 12% annually over the life of the system, with even better returns for commercial systems. If you have some downtime now, take advantage of our powerful remote design capabilities, allowing one of our experienced solar designers to provide a presentation, followed by a detailed, accurate proposal, all from a safe distance. Call us today at 410-923-6090 or visit us at solarsaves.net. Sunshine's a waste, but together we'll get through this. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Friday, May 8th. Yesterday was a nice, albeit cool day for the Annapolis region with highs in the 60s and plenty of sunshine, though a bit breezy at times. And while today's temps will again be in the 60s, there's more rain on the way too with p.m. showers and maybe a few storms as well as the cold front moves through from the west, which will help usher in much below average temps with lows tomorrow morning in the 30s and highs Saturday only near 50 degrees, which will feel even colder as winds gust up to 30 plus miles per hour at times. And the whole setup could bring a new record low for the day if temps at BWI get below 36 degrees, which is a mark recently hit in 2017. And it could also beat a record for coldest high temp on the 9th of May at BWI Airport, which is 53 degrees and was most recently recorded on that date in 1977. And beyond that, it could also rank as one of the top five coldest high temp days in all of May since record keeping began at BWI in the late 1800s, with 46 degrees being the coldest high temp ever for the month of May, set on the 5th of May in 1917. The good news to all of this is that Mother's Day Sunday should be sunny with fairly light winds and temps in the 60s, with the outlook for 70s to return finally to the scene by the end of next week and weekend. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMD Weather. Make it a great weekend out there. Continue to do all you can to stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website at dmdweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. This is Wes Adams, candidate for Circuit Court Judge. As your former state's attorney, I built a reputation for being fair for our community, tough on violent crime, and compassionate to those in need. I worked to set up specialized court proceedings designed to support recovery and to get our vets out of the criminal justice system. I partnered with our schools to help protect students and break the school-to-prison pipeline. I will bring these same values as judge to the circuit court. I respectfully ask that you vote for me, Wes Adams, on June 2nd. Paid for by the Friends of Wes Adams, John Spencer, Treasurer. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.